0: Hello and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is Raul and I will be your online host today. If this is your first time visiting us, then you are our VIP and we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you text NEW to 604-285-5770 and we will be sending you a Thrive water bottle just for visiting us today. Parents, grab your kids and visit mythrive.info online so you can download today's kids resources and activities so that kids too can have Thrive Church Online experience. Do I have an active and engaged audience? Let me see, type in ready in the chat box. Go ahead, go ahead, there we go, there we go. Good, you guys are excited, alive and ready to go. I'm excited, I'm alive and ready to go. So let's grab our coffee, let's grab our Bible and let's get ready for today's message.
1: Hi everybody, this is JV and Charlene. We're pastors at Five Church in Vancouver.
2: In this unprecedented season, when COVID-19 has impacted all of us, it is challenging and stressful.
1: And so if you or someone you know could use some good news, or maybe a laugh, or maybe some stress relief, or just some hope for your heart, then we want to personally invite you to join us for our online Easter services on Easter Sunday, April the 12th.
0: We will be hosting four services that day at 9.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m., and
2: 7.30 p.m. And if you have kids, then we invite you to download our online super fun Easter activity pack, which we know you're gonna love and your kids are gonna have so much fun
3: doing.
1: So tune in for our online Easter services on Sunday, Easter Sunday, April the 12th. I think you're gonna be so glad that you did. See you soon. Well, good morning, everybody. It is so great to have you here. Welcome to Thrive Church, my name is JB. I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive. And just like you heard, just like you saw, Easter is just one week away, and we are so excited to be celebrating Easter with you. And I want to let you know, we are getting ready for an Easter like we've never had before. We're not going to let the COVID-19 pandemic stop us from celebrating what Jesus Christ did on the cross, how he died on the cross for us, how he rose again. And so we want to invite you to invite others, invite your friends, invite your family members to join us for our online Easter services on Easter Sunday April the 12th. We can't wait to see you there. In fact, we're not just going to have one or two services that day because of popular demand. We're going to be actually having four services that day. On uh, a- on April the 12th, Easter Sunday, we're going to have a service at 9.30 and 11.30 as usual, but we're also going to have a 2.30 p.m. service. That's an afternoon service. We're going to have a 7.30 p.m. evening service just so that we can reach people who couldn't make it for the morning, so that we can reach people around the world who might be in different time zones and so we're getting ready for Easter. We can't wait to celebrate Easter with you. And so if you are sitting beside someone, near someone, or maybe you're online and you're in a chat room, would you tell the people in your chat room, give them an air high five and say, I'm so excited for Easter. I'm so excited for Easter. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Thrive Church. Here at Thrive, we have a saying, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you take a moment just to welcome one another, whether it's your neighbor or it's someone in your chat room, just say, type in that chat room, say, I'm so glad to be here with you. Welcome to Thrive Church. Good morning, everybody. Just write that, type that, say that to someone, just welcome one another today here to our service this morning. So great to have you here this morning. Well, We are excited for today. Easter is one week away, but today is an extremely special day here at Thrive Church as we get into a time to worship God together, to hear the Word of God together. I want to let you know something that's coming up just a little bit later in our service, and I want to get ready for it because you don't want to miss this, is that we're going to be doing, for the very first time in our online services, we're going to be doing communion together. If you're wondering what communion is, communion is a time for us to remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross for for us how he died on the cross for our sins how he rose again from the grave and so in this moment I want to ask you if you are in your home or in your kitchen would you find something that you can use for communion today maybe it's a piece of bread maybe' you no know, take take something from your kitchen like a piece of bread that you can use and you can bring that over to, to in front of your screen maybe I've got some grape juice here but it doesn't have to be grape juice it could be uh, you know it could be you know orange juice it could be apple juice it could be just water uh, you know what whatever you can use to to help symbolize what we're doing here for communion, which is remembering the body that Jesus broke and the blood that Jesus shed. We're going to do that together here today in our service. Can't wait to do that with you. If you are here for the first time, you're what we call our VIP. Everyone say our VIP. You are our guest of honor here this morning. And if you are new here, we want to say it is so great to have you here. And we especially want to welcome you. In fact, if you are new to Thrive, if this is your first time here, join us for a service. Would you mind texting new to this phone number 604-285-5770. And if you would text that the word new to that phone number, we're going to send you your very own Thrive Church water bottle. Uh, I have my own. It's awesome. I use it all the time. And it's just a special way for us to say thank you so much for taking your time to be here with us on this very special Sunday morning. And so with all that in mind, are you guys ready for God's word in this place? I'm ready for God's Word in this place. And so with that in mind, would you mind taking out your Bibles right now? Why don't you hold up your Bibles like so in the air right now? Maybe yours is a paper Bible like mine. Maybe it's a device you downloaded the Bible into. Either way is cool. Why don't you hold up your Bible in the air like this? And this is a fun way to get our hearts ready for the message this morning. Why don't you say this out loud with me together right now? We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's Word. I am what it says I am, I have what it says I have, I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, 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 amen. Before I introduce our very special guest speaker here this morning, one other big thing we're doing here at Thrive Church, it's our Backpack Buddies initiative. And it's something that we're so excited to be a part of. Backpack Buddies is an amazing organization, amazing charity here in Vancouver that is all about feeding hungry children, especially in their time of need. And the COVID-19 crisis has caused even more need. And our goal as a church is this, is just as Jesus fed the 5,000, we want to raise $5,000 for Backpack Buddies to feed children in our city who don't have a meal for the coming week. And so we want to support Pack PAC, PAC Buddies in that way. Praise God, we've gotten to a great start on this initiative already. If you haven't given yet, encourage you to give. Thank you so much to those who've already given. And so we're going to you know, keep on going with this initiative until April the 12th, Easter Sunday. And we're going to disclose to you guys uh, where, where, where we're at in our fundraising. But let's give our very best to God. Let's keep shining a big light for Jesus. Well, we're here with a very, very special guest in our midst. He is a dear part of our Thrive family, and he's here to bring a powerful message. Would you please join me in welcoming the one, the only, Pastor Tim Oshoi, as he brings the message to us this morning. Let's give him a big
2: hand, a big shout in this place this morning. Let's welcome him here. Praise God. Thank you so much, Pastor. What a joy it is to be here with you today. And of course, it's happening just a little different than it normally has been happening, where people are assembled, but we are assembled all over the place, uh, hearing the Word, getting introduced to Jesus or hearing more about Jesus, and it's all good. So I thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity of sharing one more time here at Thrive. We always enjoy this. This is our family uh, and it's a, it's a great place. Uh, love is very, very prevalent in this place. People love one another, and it's shown in very real ways, uh, even as was just mentioned, to help kids in Vancouver that need uh, a little help at this time. <clears throat> these are challenging days. And during these days, there are all kinds of responses. Responses. There's responses of frustration. Maybe at times there's bad words coming out of some mouths or good words coming out of other mouths. Some are maybe cursing the day or they're fearful or they're running and hiding. Some are predicting that the, the end of the world has come, and the sky is falling in. And uh, there are some responses that are, I think are wise, there are others that I think maybe might be classified as, as foolish. But you know, there's some funny responses also, and you know, I, I like the fact that there's some people that kind of like to make others laugh, even in the midst of tough times, and uh, there's all kinds of different things posted on Facebook or different uh, things come up on the Internet that I think are rather humorous. And I'm going to show you a couple of them this morning, uh, if we can show those. Now, this is my favorite. It's the airplane with the mask. I, I do a lot of flying, and uh, I'll tell you, that's the airplane I want to fly on at this time in history because it's got a mask, and that's going to spare everybody from this virus, uh, I think that's kind of neat. Then there's there's another one, and here, of course, you, you uh, I I thought maybe this one might have been at Costco, but it 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 wasn't at Costco, but it's a shopping cart for all your paranoid needs. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's one more I'm going to show this morning, and here's here's a man with possession of a very expensive commodity these days. And it sounds like he's um, got the idea that he's going to traffic this. And he's in real trouble. Well, we laugh about these things, but it's okay to laugh in times like this. I think it's good to have a sense of humor. But I want to talk this morning about faith responses, faith responses in crisis times. David said, when my heart is overwhelmed... Lead me to the rock, because you've been a shelter to me. In times of trouble, we run to, we do not run away from God. We are his children. He he is our daddy. And we we run to him with anticipation that his arms will be open to comfort us and care for us and that he truly does in these times. I uh, felt like a statement came to me that I, I, I want to share with you that uh, I hope doesn't bring confusion but brings understanding. You know, we can be, in this, in this kind of t- uh, time, we can be falling apart or we can be falling together. What am I saying by that? I want to say by saying this, I want to clarify, I am so encouraged by what I, I see here at Thrive and in the body of Christ, where people are not falling apart, but they're falling together. It seems like a lot of relationships are being built these days. Uh, while people are running to God, they're also in a, in a healthy way... Uh, not in a physical way, but through the medium that we have uh, the internet and so on, people are are coming together and they 're communicating with one another and they're they 're falling together rather than falling apart. Maybe you want to make that statement wherever you are today, falling apart or falling together. Maybe you want to say that to your cat or your dog or your husband or your wife or a friend. Uh, who you might be close with, uh, because I really believe that we can actually fall together, as it were. In other words, we can put it together. We can put things together in our lives, and we don't have to fall apart in this time. Maybe say with me, we don't have to fall apart. We don't have to fall apart. Again, I'm so encouraged by what I see happening on so many levels as I follow what's going on in the world in these days. I asked a question of a, of a pastor that I know in Toronto uh, in terms of uh, what's what's happening now with uh, your church and uh, the responses to church, uh, because they're putting this on internet as so many are these days, and he said we used to get two thousand hits a week. He said now we get twenty thousand hits. In other words, people are really reaching out. And, uh, and, and this, is so inc- this is so encouraging. Uh, pe- uh, people are more word and worship saturated than maybe they've ever been in their life. Maybe you're one of those people watching you. You, you, you never really went to church, but now you're, you're watching what's going on in this realm because you're reaching out as, as many of us are. So we want to be connected with God, and we want to be connected with each other. I believe that's that's a very healthy balance, to be connected with God and to be connected with one another. It has been said that the cross, as a symbol, is, is both vertical and horizontal. It, the cross was intended to connect us with God through Jesus Christ and to connect us with one another. And that also happens through Jesus Christ. Our fellowship or our connection is best when it's in Christ. So we are not falling apart. I really believe that we are falling together. Personally, I believe God would have us to fall together. And I believe relationally we should be Falling together, if you can follow that term this morning. I predict that the church is moving into a new day amid a crisis. I believe that 2020 could very well be a year of retooling, recalibrating, and re-envisioning. And you say, in the midst of all this crisis, can that happen I believe that can happen, and I believe it will happen to one degree or another. Let's change whatever needs to be changed according to the instruction God gives us while we are in isolation time. Important that we allow change to happen. I'm going to go on in my message to illustrate this more as we go along. I believe we should consider this an opportune time where he is taking us aside to be with himself. God, over the years, isolated his servants to clarify his will and his ways to them. Moses was taken up into a mountain in seclusion. There he had an amazing encounter with God. Elijah, by the brook, had his encounter with God. Later, he moved away from there and did great miracles. God prepared Moses on the mount for great things to, read, to lead millions of people into a promised land. I believe from the vantage point of a God encounter, many great things happen. The prophets, many of them, were taken aside. Jesus was taken into the wilderness. Paul was in Arabia for us a long season of time, and he came forth from that desert experience and from that isolation with the powerful message of the grace of God. John, on the Isle of Patmos, had a revelation of, and an encounter with Jesus Christ. And, and uh, of course, John was that apostle of love which... Uh, declared that message with such great, great authority and strength that we so appreciate to this day. But some of that happened because he was in isolation. Paul and Silas were in prison, and uh, they were singing praises of deliverance in prison. And God worked in and through them and brought us a message till this day that's very, very important. That is one of praise and worship in every circumstance of life. Here we are in our homes, isolated, and all over the world. I talk to people uh, through the communication that we can have all over the world, and everybody's experiencing it in Asia and Africa and different parts of the world. People are in their homes, and some governments are have made it mandatory, but they've made it... Actually, very uh, very harsh discipline. I noticed on a on a on a news cast that uh, in one country they were they were they were beating people with 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 uh, poles or rods and saying get into your house. Really serious stuff. Forced to take out time. Forced to take out time in crisis times. Creativity. Inventions, solutions, many new songs come out of crisis times. Many songs that have depth to them were born out of a, an amazing time of crisis. New relationships come. I believe God makes a lot of things new in crisis times if we'll listen to him and hear what he is saying. Forced to take out time, God is getting our attention, and He is speaking us speaking to us, and he 's showing great things which we did not know prior. You might say, well, what about finances now this is what we 're going through in, in this this crisis time i 've never seen anything quite like it in my lifetime. Uh, this has hit the pockets of Millions billions of people' it 's hit everybody in some way in our, on our planet. What are we going to do in in the midst of all of this? What should we do when we're, when we 're we're facing this crisis financially? why'd I say this today? The Bible tells us that Isaac sowed in a time of famine, he sowed. In a time of famine, and then the Bible tells us that he reaped a hundredfold. Out of that famine, he was actually blessed, and he succeeded big time. A hundred, a hundred times what you sow is 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 pretty good end result. And so, he sowed in a time of famine, reaped a hundredfold. Genesis chapter 22, verses 12 to 14. If we listen to God and sow in this time, we can come out a hundred times better. I'm not going to say that you're going to get a hundred times more money, but the, we, we We will become better in different ways just by the act of giving. I believe there can be great reaping as we sow. This is one of the great responses I believe that God would have us engage in in this time of crisis. Start giving. And I was so thrilled with with the action of this church where they said, we're going to Raise $5,000, we're going to do the 5000 thing for kids that really need our help in this time. I believe that is, that is a wonderful response, and I believe it is a faith response in a time of crisis. I went through, along with our family and my wife and myself and a lot of other people, we went through the the tough times of the 80s in British Columbia. Around the beginning of the 80s, there was this amazing surge and boom, and property prices jumped about 40%, and everybody was jumping into the real estate game because that's where the money was. And, and uh, then it wasn't long, and it all came to an end and people were suffering big time because everything reversed. It was a devastating time with work and real estate and finances. All kinds of business went under during that time in British Columbia. Right at that time, uh, we had a young family. And more than that, right at that very time, we got into a building expansion program that cost a lot of money, and as building programs often go, there was cost overrun, and we had started into this way, this thing, and there was no way we we could stop. It was a crisis time. And I thought at that time, because things were not that bad at the beginning, I would try to do some, uh, get in on the, on the game where people were making money, and uh, for the sake of our building program, I was going to try to make some money, so I bought properties, and, and uh, we needed a lot of money, and I thought, well, this is one way we can help. So we were investing for returns in real estate, Hoping for increase to pay off church loans, etc. And uh, as a matter of fact, at that time, as th- things got a little tighter, in order to get money to complete the project we were in in our, our building, the bank said to me, "If you're going to get any money loaned, we're going to have to have your, your house." as a security in order to give you money. I knew this was serious, and I thought, am I going to put my house on the line? That's, that's risking a lot. My family could be out on the street if things really go bad, and things did go really bad. Interest rates went up to 20, 23% at that time. Couldn't get any cheaper money than 23%. With my house on the line on top of it. And uh, it all went the opposite way I had hoped that it would go. Rather than investment paying us, we were paying to have our money invested at a loss every month. And many were in that position. And bankruptcies were on every side, and God spared us from that, and uh, we were grateful God brought us through. But one Sunday in the services, I asked how many unemployed and how many business closures were taking place, and there were people all over that congregation of about 600 that, that were in desperate need and they were in trouble. It was at that very same time that we had set in motion to do mission work around the world, and we had launched some missionaries into different parts of the world, and we had to be in a giving mode in order to keep them on the field, and we did not ever break our commitment to world missions. We kept it going. We sowed, in a time of famine. And God, the long story, uh, the long and short of the story is, God brought us through victoriously, and we saw tremendous things happen. God gave me a word. He said, I would bring many to help you carry this burden, and He did. One day, a man walked in with a blank check, and he gave me a blank check to take care of something that we were were working with in the context of our church. And he said, whatever it takes to do that, he says, this check is yours. You fill in the amount. He had the signature on it. And I took that check and I went and I dealt with the situation and that need was met. Amazing how God worked. I believe God honored the fact that we sowed in a time of famine. And as a result, miracles broke forth in different ways. It was at that same time that a man who was a gold miner, did some gold mining business, was moved upon by God when he came to a church service on a Sunday night. And he came to my office and he had a bag of gold and he said god told me to give you this bag of gold a bag of gold after we got it weighed and so so forth we discovered that bag of gold was worth $22,000 and that helped to keep our missions enterprises going so we could keep our missionaries on the field we never failed at any point to write the checks needed to keep our missionaries strong on the field god helped us all the way we made no big appeals for money but money came in to alleviate the pain we started a food bank later we had two thrift stores to help people all kinds of creative ideas came and all kinds of ministries started because we got into a a sewing mode turn to your cat or your dog or your wife or your husband and say, let's get into a sowing mode. I believe it's important that we get into a sowing mode even in a time of crisis. Some people say, well, I'll sow if I have lots. No, I believe seed is important to to be put into our hands in order that we might sow it no matter what's happening. Even if we're in a crisis time, we should be sowing. I believe that God stirs people when this momentum of sowing takes place. People begin to see the needs around them. And by the way, I might say today, when somebody sees a need, it's probably because God is calling you to do something about that. A lot of times people have the notion that when they see a need that God is telling the church to do this, I believe that when God shows you, he's calling you. God shows me, he's probably calling me primarily, and I might engage others, I might engage the church or others in great things. Uh, But it's important that we understand that principle. God shows a person, that means that God's wanting you to take responsibility. Sometimes people say, Well, we need a lot more money in the church. Well, maybe it is that God's stirring you up to do something about the money situation. Maybe it's widows and God's going to stir you up and you will sow into that area and God will bless you and there'll be great things that will be accomplished in the name of our Lord because of that. So thrive, you are doing the right thing, helping feed the poor kids at this time of crisis. There's not a better thing you could be doing than doing something like that, sowing in a time of crisis. You know, you could get very uptight, and you could become very, very tight and say, well, we got to hang on to every penny here because, hey, it's not looking good. I mean, things are going down the tube. Jobs are going, all this kind of thing. No, sow in the time of famine, and God will bring increase. The Bible says uh, there is that scatters but yet it increases. The Bible tells us if we sow bountifully, we will reap bountifully. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I believe that, that this is the plan of God for us. We won't get a crop without sowing. We sow, sow by wisdom and hard work. It's not always just a a material thing that we sow, we sow by wisdom, we sow by hard work, we sow by business venture and by investing, we sow by giving as God has instructed in Malachi chapter 3, and we trust God for great results and we believe for his hundredfold blessing out of that. Let's be people like Job who ended up with more in the end than he had in the beginning. When you read about Job in Job chapter 1, he's uh, he's a very prosperous man. His kids are taking some of his prosperity and just having a great time with it. While he was somewhat grieved with what he saw, that his kids were really not serious uh, about life and about a lot of things, they were having a, a great party. And uh, Job went through his famine. He went through his crisis time calamity strikes when Satan comes to God and says, let me have at this guy. You just take down the hedge and we'll see what happens to this man. His family, his finances, his friends, his health is all under attack because the hedge was taken down, very vulnerable. You know, Job maintained, he maintained his trust in God. He had pain in every area of his life. His life was a life of pain. His wife said to him at one point, just curse God and die. Go to heaven early and get this over with. But he said, though he slay me, speaking of God, yet will I trust him. My take on this story, in short, is that God was proving that we can come through all of the hell fire and come forth as gold tried in the fire. Regardless of what happens, If we will trust God, we can come through that. This should be our response in crisis time. Regardless of what comes at us, God, we trust you. We will go through the fire and you will refine us in the fire. We will not become bitter, but we will become better in the end. We can be a people who trust God and His Word no matter what. We can die and be resurrected. First Peter chapter one and chapter four talks about the various things that the fires that we go through in our lives and uh, the genuineness of our faith, which is worth more than gold, which perishes even though it be refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. God has good plans beyond the crisis that we are in. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, Romans chapter 8. We're not just conquerors according to what is said there. The Bible teaches us that we are more than conquerors. I used to think if I could just be a conqueror, that would be great. But the Bible's goal for us and God's goal for us is to be more than conquerors Uh, we're we're more than successful we're more than winners we're great winners we're great conquerors and I believe God wants to add those, those words to his blessing in our lives David said I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread God brings his people through I love reading stories of uh, adventurous lives. Uh, I read the story of uh, Alice Johnson. It's called Afterlife. She was sentenced, sentenced to life plus in prison and it was not fair. It was not a fair. It was I, un, there was injustice. There was bias. There was prejudice in the sentence that took place. And uh, she turned her whole life to God and said, I will bloom where I'm planted. I'm in prison and I will do whatever God will give me an opportunity to do. And she went through the fire of, of, of great sorrow in prison for 20 years. Then god turned the tide she did many great things and had productions and she was a talented woman did all kinds of wonderful things with people in, in prison and uh then god turned the tide he gave her a promise that she was gonna she was gonna get out of prison and she would still have a life after 20 years and uh would you know that kim kardashian of all people saw the plight of this woman and said, "I'm going to hire whatever lawyers I'm going to make the appeals I need to make. I will go and see President Trump if I have to and would you know that she was released? This lady was released from prison and uh, and President Trump two years ago had her at the State of the Union address that he gave, and he he pointed her out and honored here as one of America's heroes. You might think we're going through crisis times. Don't just think of the crisis times. Think of what God is going to do beyond the crisis time. This is what it's all about. These kind of stories bless me through and through and give me courage and say, I'm going, yes, I'm going through a trial or we're going through a trial. We're facing some tough stuff, but But this is not the end of the story. He's refining us. We've got faith in in crisis times. God takes people from the gutter to glory, from the pit to the palace, as with Joseph, from hopelessness to hope, from failure to faith to success. Even if we don't make it here, we know the Bible tells us that there's a better resurrection coming. So it's all about better. It's not about worse. It's about better. We are told by God himself that we are his children and he loves us and he made us in his image and we have his DNA. We are told by God that we have weapons that are mighty, promises that never fail. The old is passing and the new is coming. I like this verse in Exodus chapter 1, verse 12, where it says of the children of Israel, the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. And so the Israelite Egyptians came to dread the Israelites because they just couldn't snuff them out. They persecuted. They put pressure on them. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. I say to you today, the more we might seem to be in crisis and the more we might seem to be afflicted and oppressed, the more we will grow. We'll come forth as gold. David said, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept your word. He did not resist and get upset about tough times. He pressed through those knowing that there was something better on the other side. I challenge you to a faith response in these days. Let's praise like Paul and Silas did in prison. Let's trust God in the midst of crisis that there's going to be amazing things that will come out of this. Invite God into the fire you are in like the Hebrew children who are in the fiery furnace. And one like unto the Son of God appeared with them and it amazed those who were looking on. May on lookers see the see the one like the son of one like the son of God as they behold us in the fire. You see, in all of these things, we're more than conquerors. Habakkuk three seventeen. I'm going to end with this. It says there, and you can read it with me out loud wherever you are. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. That that meant all of agriculture and, and cattle and the benefit of farming were all wiped out. Habakkuk said this, he says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. You see, that's a faith response in a time of crisis. You know, if if God allows hard times, because He's a faithful and fair God, God has always been my employer always not man well man might be secondarily ultimately it's God now I always made this statement if if my ultimate employer puts me in a place that's very very difficult because I know he is fair and he is just when I come to the end of it all I'll be well paid Because God is no man's debtor. Think of it. Going through a hard time. Say, God, you're a good God. We're in crisis, but God, you're going to pay well at the end. It's going to be double time (laughs) and maybe more. (laughs) Maybe it'll be a hundred times like Isaac in the time of famine. And you know, Job, at the end, he had twice as much as he had at the beginning. And his kids were better kids than the first set. Study it. He had wonderful kids at the end. See, God's got better things for us beyond the crisis. I don't understand it all, but I do know this. God is a loving God. He cares about you. and cares about me. If we'll put our eyes on him, we'll fix our eyes on him. He'll bring us through with a high hand. And we'll say, it's worth it all. It's worth it all. Even Jesus said he, when he went to the cross, in so many words, he knew it was worth it all because he would redeem many sons. He would bring many sons to glory. Many would come to glory because of his suffering on the cross. We would be healed because of his suffering. And he saw all the benefits that would come in the end as a result of the immediate suffering. But he didn't camp on the immediate suffering. Didn't, didn't camp on the crisis. He saw the resurrection. He saw the glorification. He saw the purposes of God being fulfilled. The worship team is going to come, and then Pastor JB is going to come.
1: Shout in this place together, wherever you're watching the service, maybe in your car, maybe in your living room, maybe on your bed, maybe at your desk, wherever you are. Come on, give God all of your praise in this place this morning. Give God your worship, give God your thanks. Come on, we're so so blessed today to have Pastor Tim bringing a powerful message. He encouraged us today to sow in a time of famine, and you might be thinking, you know what, why would I sow? when the stock market's going down? Why would I buy stock when the stock market's going down? Why would I try to reach out when I'm not even sure how I'm going to survive? I'll tell you why. It's because how you respond in a time of crisis is so, so crucial. And what we've learned today and what we learn in the Bible over and over is that we can't always control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond to what happens to us. And if you will respond with a hopeful heart, if you will respond with an attitude of gratitude, if you will respond with wisdom, if you will respond with faith, then you can take a, a tough, tough time And you can turn it into one of the most productive, most fruitful times of your life. Just like Isaac, who sowed in a time of famine, and he was blessed a hundred times from what he began with. I believe here today, God isn't challenging us to think differently about this COVID-19 pandemic, to think differently about this time in our lives, rather than to be shackled by worry, shackled by hopelessness and negativity, and and just be kind of just afraid of everything. That God wants us to respond with faith, And in wisdom, that doesn't necessarily mean okay, invest all your stock or invest all your money in the stock market right now. No, it means there's maybe other ways that you can invest what God has given to you in this time of your life. And I want to encourage you to pray with me today that God would give you wisdom and faith, both of those wisdom and faith, to make wise investments in this very just unprecedented season of our times of history. Pray that God would give you wisdom. And faith to make the investments where they count the most. And I'm gonna invite you to do this with every head bowed, never eye closed, is that if you don't want this time to go to waste, if you don't want this season to just be a season of you just worrying and doubting and being anxious, but you want to make the most of this season. And that you want to come out of the season stronger than you've ever been before. You want to come out of the the season more fruitful than you were when it first all began. Now, I'm going to invite you to respond to God right now. And why don't you just lift up a hand to God right now? Just lift up a hand to God right now. And just ask for for you just to start praying to God from your heart this morning. And just in your heart and in your own words, just start talking to God. And ask God for wisdom and faith to make wise investments in this coming week, this coming month. You know, month in this season for as long as we're doing online services for as long as you know our whole society is affected by the COVID-19 crisis that we would not take this as a time to run and hide but we take this as a time to sow with wisdom and with faith believing that the best is yet to come and so would you just do that right now would you just would you lift your hand to heaven would you open your heart to heaven right now start talking to God from your heart in other words don't wait for me to stop talking you just start talking to God right now from your heart just ask God for faith ask God for wisdom wisdom to make the right investments in this time in this season of our lives that you would come out stronger than you were at the beginning you'd come out wiser than you were at the beginning you'd come off better off than you were at the beginning why do you start talking to God from your heart right now just don't worry about your neighbors doing what all other people are doing just start responding to God from your heart today respond today attack that worry in your heart with faith this morning. Attack that negative in your heart with faith this morning. Attack that hopelessness in your heart with faith this morning. Come on, just do that together right now. Just pray to God right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Praise your name. Praise you, Father. We worship you. We give you thanks. Jesus, come. We welcome you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I'm going to invite you even as you got your heart open to God right now, would you join me in praying together? I'm going to invite you to consider two ways that you can be sowing in this time, sowing in this season. One way is to contribute to our Backpack Buddies initiative all over Greater Vancouver. You don't even have to go across the ocean. You just look in our, at our doorstep. There are people, there are children who are hungry, who don't know where their next meal is going to come from, that's why Backpack Buddies exist, and that's why we're helping Backpack Buddies in this season to sow in this time of famine. And we're going to pray that God's going to use this initiative to help many, many children and to feed many, many children during this time. And so if you would sow in that way, I encourage you to do so. Another way that we're going to sow is we're going to invite our friends, our neighbors, our family members who don't have a church, who don't go to church, maybe never been to church before, invite them to our Easter service, This coming Sunday, April the 12th. Easter Sunday, would you use this time when people are more open to going to church than at any other time of the year and especially in a season like this, would you pray for your family members, your friends who don't have a church and ask God to give you wisdom and faith to go and reach out to them in this time, to be a great friend to them in this time, to invite them to our our, our Easter services and so with your heads bowed, eyes closed, hands lifted would just start talking to God and just pray for, for God's wisdom to know how to best sow in this time how to, how to sow into the lives of people in your life and maybe you already have someone in mind would you pray for that person today just in this moment just pray for that person that you are are wanting to invite maybe you've already invited them to our easter services to start praying for them today pray for god to reveal to you other names of people in your life in your circle of influence that you can sow into this coming season before easter sunday invite them to our easter service would you start talking to god right now would you pray for our backpack buddies initiative as well just start talking to god right now just start talking to god right now that's it Just start talking to God right now. Respond to him. Respond to him today. Respond to him today. Let's sow in this season. Let's sow into people's lives this season. Let's make a difference this season. Let's not run and hide this season. But let's sow and make a difference and shine a light for Jesus this season. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, we're here all because God made it possible for us to be here. And I got to tell you this today, is that before we ever thought about sowing into other people's lives, God sowed into our lives when he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. The Bible says that when we had no way of reaching God, when our sins separate us from God— God didn't just abandon us or forget about us or quit us. Instead, he said, I don't want to live without you. And so I'd rather die on the cross so that you can be with me than anything else and so he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross so we could be forgiven and so if you realize you t- today that you need forgiveness from God for sin for maybe something you said this morning something you did last night maybe a, a history of stuff that you've you con- continue to, 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 to hang on to I'm here to let you know God sent Jesus Christ for you because he loves you with an everlasting unconditional unfailing unchanging love and so with every head bowed and every eye closed if you need forgiveness from God today for sin and if you want to receive that that, not because of the good things we do, but simply because of the unconditional love of God expressed through Jesus Christ who died on the cross for you and for me, then why don't you just lift your hand to God right now. Wherever you're watching the service, wherever you are right now, I want you to lift your hand to God as just a response, an expression of your sincerity before God today. And why don't you pray this prayer with me right now. Say, dear Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross to pay for my sins, that you rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please come in. Forgive me of my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 If you prayed that prayer and you meant that from your heart, according to the Bible, guess what? You are forgiven of your sins. You're a child of God. You are a citizen of heaven, and the best is yet to come. So big congratulations to all of you who just now prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, there's a special gift we want to give to you just to encourage you in this new journey with God. If you could text the word BELIEVE to this number 604-285-5770 text believe to that number and we uh, have a special gift to give to you to encourage you as you 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 take that step of faith of, of receiving Jesus into your life a big congratulations to you praise God what an amazing morning we've had and we believe the best is yet to come right now what we want to do is something called communion and communion is a moment when we remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us And so what I wanted to ask you to do right now is, uh, and maybe you got this prepared earlier this week or maybe even this morning, and it's not too late to do it right now is that what we want to do is we want to take a piece of bread, maybe at home you don't have bread, maybe you've got a cracker. Maybe it's a potato chip, that's okay. Whatever it might be, whatever you can use to represent the body that Jesus broke on the cross. I'm going to get that out right now. And I'm also going to invite you to maybe go to the fridge or maybe go to your your, your cabinet and find something like juice. And if you can't find juice, that's okay. Maybe get some water. And what we're going to do is we're going to do communion together, online together. This is going be really cool. And this is just a way for us to remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And so I've got a piece of bread from uh, the kitchen here. I'm just going to break off a piece right now. And uh, we're going to take this together right now. And this is for those who have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You might have just even prayed that prayer to receive Jesus just now. You can take communion with us right now. I encourage you to do so. And just, I, I want you to do this right now. Is We're going to take communion together, knowing that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. He broke it and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And the same way after supper, he took a cup. And he said, this cup represents my blood, which is poured out for the forgiveness of many people's sins. Drink this in remembrance of me. And so if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, even just a moment ago when you prayed that prayer, let's take this bread, let's take this cup, in remembrance of Jesus Christ has done. So right now you can take this bread and you can do this. as You can, you know, dip it into the cup that you have. If it's a small cup, then, you know, you might want to eat the bread first and then drink the cup, but we're just going to take this bread together in remembrance of what Jesus Christ has done. We're going to take this cup together in remembrance of what Jesus Christ has done. Let's do this together with a thankful heart and an attitude of gratitude today. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that long before we ever thought about sowing into your kingdom, long before we ever thought about reaching for you, you sowed into our lives the most amazing love possible when you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. We thank you so much that there is no mistake, there's no hurt, there's nothing, no blemish, no flaw on our lives that could ever compare to the unconditional, unchanging, unfailing, unlimited love of God for us. And so we thank you today that because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, we have forgiveness for our sins. And that because Jesus Christ also rose again from the grave, we have hope for tomorrow. Knowing that whatever uncertainty we're facing today, whatever worry we're tempted to hang on to today, It's nothing compared to the plans you have for every single person here. That you're writing a greater story than anything we could possibly write ourselves. And so for every single person here, help us to sow in this special season with wisdom and with faith. Help us to move forward and not with hopelessness but with hope. Knowing that because Jesus Christ died and he rose again, The best is yet to come, and we're going to come out stronger and more fruitful because we went in and out of the season with faith in you, trusting in you. We thank you, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, come on. Can you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Wherever you are, wherever you're watching, we just give God your praise in this place this morning. Oh, come on. There's more in you than that. Could you shout so loud? I can hear you from where I am. Praise God. You guys are an amazing church. You're beautiful inside and out. We're so blessed to have you here this morning. Our first time guests, you are VIPs. So glad to have you here. And we hope you make yourself right at home Text "new" to our phone number. We'd love to give you a special gift to say we're so glad to get you here. As we close off our service, a couple things we're going to do. We're going to give our offerings and our tithes right now. So those of you who call Thrive Church, your home church, or you just believe in the work that God is doing here, let's give our faithful tithes, our generous offerings. We don't have offering plates or bags to give. You know, we're, no, we're still meeting online. And so would you go to mythrive.info and would you give online? Praise God. You guys are an unselfish, generous church. Knowing that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds what? He adds everything we need. And so with that in mind, let's give first to God. Knowing that not only does he add everything we need, but he'll build his church through us as well. And he'll bless the city through us as well. And so with that in mind, I'm going to hand it back to our online host, Raul. Have a wonderful week, everybody. We love you guys. Be blessed this coming week. Invite your friends to our Easter service. And praise God, the best is yet to come. Have a great week, everybody. We love you. See you soon.
0: God bless. all right thank you pastor jb what a great message by pastor tim right if you were blessed by today's message then let us know in the chat or send us a message either way we'd love to hear from you before we go i do have a few short announcements this is your first time visiting us then let us know by texting new to 604-285-5770 we will be mailing you a thrive water bottle and for those of you who made the decision to receive jesus into your lives congratulations Make sure you text BELIEVE to 604-285-5770 as we have a special gift prepared for you that we will mail to you shortly. Easter Hope for Hard Times is happening at Thrive Church online next Sunday. So make sure you invite your friends and your family so they too can join us online. For more information, make sure you visit thrivechurch.ca slash Easter. And the best way to celebrate Easter is to give generously just like Jesus. So join me in partnering with Backpack Buddies to help kids in hunger in our Metro Vancouver community. That's it for the announcements. Thank you for stopping by, and don't forget to give your tithes and offerings. We'll see you back next week, same time, at Thrive Church Online for our Easter service. See ya!